Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 106, to bear canister or not to bear canister? That is the question. We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail page. We would love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Always get downloads first before everybody else. And we really help. We really super appreciate you supporting the podcast. On this episode, we discussed the whole bear canister deal. How to carry one. Where to get one. Do you really need one? And who the heck approves them? All questions we delve into. Also, is the Eurosac a good alternative to the bear canister? It certainly is lighter weight. Is it approved by, you know, the bear canister people? We find out who they are also. And finally, which is the best bear canister? Is there the best? Is it weight? Is it how to open it? What happens if you can't open it? We're going to talk all about that on this episode. You can also join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to Facebook and join Trust the Trail podcast group. I want to hear what you think about the bear canister, your experience with a bear canister or a bear bag. So you probably notice Ariane is not on the podcast today. We are completely separated. Um, she had a work uh, schedule conflict again. And I am in northern Georgia. I am working in our Airstream. In fact, I'm podcasting from our Airstream, which is <laughs> which is kind of cool because I don't know if you can hear this or not, but in the background, there are all kinds of frogs um, doing their frog thing. And uh, we've got like a kind of a, a pond right next to us, right where the Airstream is parked. And... Uh, they're pretty loud. I mean, they're really going at it right now. So it's kind of cool uh, inside the airstream, and where where we'll be podcasting all the all the time pretty soon from, and we're very excited about about that. Um, but yeah, so I'm at the airstream. Ariane is she she just could not make it, and I am solo. So, but I think we're I think this is going to be a really good podcast because I'm kind of passionate about the bear canister issue i i got to tell you i'm going to i'm going to be honest with you i hate them and i know a lot of backpackers don't like them and because they're bulky they um you know they don't fit in your backpack a lot of time especially if you are practicing lightweight backpacking and a lot of times, if you're on a long backpacking trip, it's hard to fit all your food in there. But we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about my experiences with the bear canister, without the bear canister, why we need bear canisters in the first place, which is uh, completely preventable if everybody worked hard at doing the right thing and practicing leave no trace and good bear food practices but we're going to talk a lot about that um so i guess i gotta i gotta i gotta start out by saying 
right off the bat that, yeah, I mean, I've had bears come in to my camp before. I've seen bears on the trail. Um, you know, it, they're very intimidating. Nobody wants a bear in their camp. But the bears that I have seen and the bears that I have experienced, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with somebody else leaving food available for the bear. So um, I was in northern Georgia. I was um, I had done the Appalachian Trail and there's a side route that it's a spur trail. You can. If you don't know it's there, you'd never find it. But there's a spur trail off the Appalachian Trail that you can um, kind of hook onto this old forest road. I mean, old forest road. In fact, it's not even it's not even used as a forest road anymore. Um, and you can come all the way down, and you can get to a campground, which has got a beautiful waterfall. It's a great camping destination. So I'd done a loop. I'd left my car at the campground, and um, just which was a great hike. I think it was about a 12 mile, um, trip. And, you know, here I am, I'm, you know, um, just relaxing and I hear a noise behind me and I turn around and it was a pretty good sized black bear right behind me. I'm probably going to say, Oh man, 30 feet, maybe if not, but pretty close. It was big. He was a big boy or big mama. I think it was a guy. And so, and where was he? Well, he had no interest in me. Obviously, he was in the fire pit next to me and digging around in the fire, literally digging in the fire pit. So my first instinct was, you know, to run up the bear and, you know, clap and yell and scream and, you know, get out of here. And um, so the bear started taking off. And uh, this other uh, person who was camping not that far had seen the bear. And so we, him and I both kind of chased the bear off. And, uh, and I'll bet you probably 15 minutes later, a ranger came down and uh, asked if we had seen the bear. And we're like, well, well, yeah, big boy. And the ranger was like, yeah, we had uh, some campers who left a cooler out and had left uh, chicken in the cooler and uh, or fried chicken. And the bear, and it wasn't sealed, it wasn't locked, and they didn't have, it wasn't any kind of a bear-proof cooler. And the bear got into it. And, of course, you know, once a bear gets into food in that area, that's it, man. That bear will come back every single night and it knows it bears have a keen sense of territory. And if they find food in a specific place and just because they run run off, they know there's food there and they're going to keep coming back night after night after night after night. And I, that's really when I kind of want to talk about the whole bear canister thing, because I want to delve into a little bit more about, well, you know, what good is it to have a bear canister and how can we do better at not having to carry the bear canister? What's the whole idea behind it? So I thought we would really, could I hate them? I mean, I, I, I can't, I just can't stand carrying the bear canister. I think it's just 
the silliest idea, but I get it. I know why we have to have them, and I know why they're required in Yellowstone and in some of the other uh, national parks. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna like really shock you guys when I tell you what the particular group that approves the bear canisters say right on their website. And we'll talk about also the false sense of security that a bear canister gives you and why that is not the cure for all. Absolutely not when you have to have a bear canister thinking that, oh, I'm good to go. That's really super not true. So we're gonna I'm gonna talk a lot about that um, on the podcast. So let's, that's kind of like summary, like what, what the heck is the bear canister, why we need it. And, and that whole gig, um, you gotta know that right off the bat, the bears have like the best sense of smell on the planet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they, they know where the food is guys. I mean, like you're not, you're not hiding anything from them. They may not come out and say hi, but they know you're there. Most of the time, they know you're there long before you know that they're there. They're seven times, get this, seven times stronger than a bloodhound. Okay? Seven times stronger than a bloodhound. Um, they can track animal carcasses from 20 miles away. That's a long, that's a long way. Uh, your chili mac cheese, your, your mountain house food, your little dinner that you have at your campground. Uh, it doesn't stand a chance. If a bear can smell that he's on his way and he's going to come check it out. They are, um, eating machines. That's all they do. They look for food and they eat it. Look for food and eat it. That is all bears do. Rain, shine, cold. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. They're going to, when I hear people say, well, bears are in hibernation right now. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Um, that That's that's a huge, huge uh, facade in the southeast that they are hibernating. Bears kind of hibernate. They're not as active, but if they smell food, bears are an opportunist and they're going to go, they're going to come, they're going to come look for the food. So in the Southeast, in Georgia, in Virginia, and uh, especially along the Appalachian Trail, do not buy into the fact that, you know, oh, it's January, bears are in hibernation. I've seen plenty of bears out in northern Georgia in the wintertime, plenty of them. So, um, you know, people say, well, why do I need to pack? What what do I have to pack inside a bear canister? Well, you know, food, obviously. Um, Anything with a strong scent. And this is where uh, the whole bear canister and the the bear bag and, and people get in trouble with and it's not just bears, it's rodents. It's, it's anything that sniffs out food. And this is where people get in trouble with the whole, uh, you know, 
creatures coming into your campground is that they think it's just the food. It's anything. Anything you have, anything that has a strong scent, you have to put in your bear canister. Anything. If you are in bear country and if that particular area is is uh, mandating, you have to have a bear canister. Everything goes in that bear canister. Everything. So what we usually do, um, Ariane and I's test, is that would my dog sniff it? <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, because our dogs normally run to the campfire because they know people have thrown food in there. So if my domesticated dog knows it's it's food and he sniffs it and they go, eh, I could I could chomp on this. That's the smell test. That's what that's when we know it definitely has to go into the bear canister, uh, toiletries, dishes trash and this is where the whole bear canister sucks it's because it's only so big and so you've got your food that you got to compress in there you know then you have trash and then you have your toiletries and then other things you know smelly items like toothpaste things like that and you're all jammed in this bear canister and for the most part it's very confusing on what they do to what they what they tell you to do with your bear canister. And we're going to kind of get into that in a little bit also. So you're basically, you know, your your options when you're in the back country, um, you know, it's your bear bag, right? So you hang your food out of reach and you know, it it's kind of it, it's a hassle. And and this is why we teach backpacking boot camp. There's an art to it. It takes practice, but if you do it right, you're going to keep that bear away from the food. That's the goal, is the bear needs to give up and not get into the food. That is the whole goal of the whole bear bag gig. Um, If you hang it properly, it can be very effective, and this is one of the this is one of the reasons why when we go out with um, when we teach backpacking boot camp, that's one of the I mean we will spend an hour trying to teach people how to hang your food bag PCT style, hang it over a limb. It's not easy to do. It's frustrating, but you're trying to do the best you can to keep that bear or animal, even a raccoon, out of your food bag. Um, so a lot of the national park service and a lot of, um, websites, well, they answer the call, well, where do I keep my band, my bear canister? Like where, where am I going to keep it? If I have to have a bear canister, where am I, where am I going to put it? Well, I'm going to tell you that hang it just like your food bag. You're going to think I'm crazy when I say that, but I'm going to tell you why. You're going to, you should do that. Most websites say typically you should place it at least 200 feet away from your tent. Be sure not to set it near any steep cliffs or flowing rivers. I can't even tell you how many times I've read that on a website. They, they don't ever tell you to hang your bear canister and that just blows me away. Well, 
okay, so let's talk about that for a minute. Because I want to get into this, and I really want to debunk this whole bear canister, hang it versus, you know, you know, hide it 200 feet away from your tent. <laughs> so, you know, bears are, bears are an opportunist. I mean, let's face it. Bears see something that they can get into they're going to get into it and they're going to see if you're watching and they're going to see if anybody's around. Not one time in my 20 years of backpacking have I ever ran into a bear that has found food at your campsite, like at your area and said, hey, do you mind if I just sit here for a minute? I'm going to break into your your bear vault. I'm going to break into your you know, your, um, your bear bag. I'm going to just sit here for a moment. Give me a few. No, they take it and run. They, they get that food bag or they take that bear canister and they are off to the races and they have the ability, they have the means and they have the power to kick that bear canister 10 miles away before you ever even know it's gone. And so, to assume that you can hide your bear canister 200 feet away from your tent and and the bear is not going to take it and run with it is just naive. Hang your bear canister. And I know I'm going to probably take some flack for it, but I don't care. All bear canisters, if you buy a good one, they come with a, like a carrying bag. Bring the carrying bag, and this is if you have to have the bear canister. If you have to have the bear canister, hang it. I mean, this is the whole goal and the whole reasoning behind why you hang your food or why you have to have the bear canister. So we always hang the bear canister. If we're in bear canister country and you know we're in Yosemite or we're in a place where we have to have a bear canister, we hang it. Why would we lay it on the ground, come out the next day and say, well, the bear didn't get into our bear canister, thank God, but he took it and it's 20 miles away. No, we're not going to do that. So, And if you have that experience or that has happened to you or you know somebody that that's happened to, I'd love to hear that story. Um, So... When you read, I think that information is wrong on websites about where to keep your bear canister. Hang it like a bear bag. It's no different. Find a good limb. Make sure it's high enough that can get out of the bear's reach. It's usually over nine feet high, six feet away from the trunk. Bring your paracord that can hold a bear canister most paracords can hold 200 pounds over a limb of a tree so just make sure you hang your bear canister um i i i mean i i always hang it i'll just leave it at that you know you you guys can do what you want but i always hang my bear canister always um you know the whole reason behind the whole bear canister the whole the whole reasoning behind that is that if um, a bear gets into it, um, you know, he's he's a dead bear. If the bear gets into your food, if the bear, you know, 
equates you with food, that's, that's always a problem. And so that's the whole reasoning behind the whole, the whole bear canister gig. So let's talk about, let's talk about like how to, how to get one or who approves it. So this is, this kind of was um, interesting uh, for me when I was uh, doing a little research that there is an actual committee that approves bear canisters and it is the IGBC and they stand for interagency grizzly bear committee. And apparently they do the testing for bear canisters. And I would imagine that they, you know, like have grizzly bears, black bears held up somewhere and they put food in the bear canister and they put it in the middle of the grizzly bears. And they're like, okay, guys, have at it. And then they just sit back. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're not in the vicinity of the bear. I can't imagine that happening. But anyway, it's a committee that watches these bears trying to get into the bear canister. So um, they're the ones who decide which bear canisters are good and which are not good. And um, apparently that they, they have a lot of power um, because all the national parks are associated with the IGBC. So right off the bat, if you're, if you are in bear country or you're going to go backpacking and you've got to have a bear canister and there's an outfitters in the area and they rent bear canisters. Cause that's pretty common, especially out West. Um, make sure that the bear canister that you're, uh, you're renting or you're going to buy is IGBC approved. And so I'm going to give you this link. I'm going to post it on our podcast page, but I'll give you this link right now. Um, if you go to IBGConline.org, that's IGBConline.org, they've got a certified products list and it's a PDF file. You can just download it and you can look at which products are approved for the bear canister. So, um, and it's a great PDF file. If you get a chance to look at it and read it, uh, they've got some really good information on there. They do much more in depth than just bear canisters. I mean, the, anything that has to do with uh, protecting the bear, protecting you from the bear. Uh, they've got a backpacking section, but they also have like a homestead section, um, how to put uh, an electric fence up, what are the requirements for electric fence, what uh, what's approved for an electric fence. I mean, it's all it's all about bear safety and protecting you and the bear from each other. That's it's a great, great site. But yeah, the IGBC, they are the ones that um, talk about what is approved and what is not approved. The other thing that I was pretty fascinated about was the fact that the National Park Service also talks about the same thing which is approved which is not which is not approved so when you go to a national park especially yellowstone um and probably up north um glacier national park some of the other ones where they do have an active bear population they're going to tell you exactly what bear canisters are approved and it does have to be uh 
IGBC approved. Absolutely. They're going to they're going to look in your pack, especially at Yellowstone. That's a huge bear issue. Um, they're they're going to make sure you have the proper gear before you go in the backcountry. That's a given. Um, and they are going to make you have a a um, a bear canister. So look at the list before you go out and buy one, especially if you're going to go backpacking up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, look to make sure it's IGBC approved for sure. Now, let me uh, read you something, though, that I thought was pretty um, pretty eye-opening. And then we're going to talk about the Eurosac, and we're going to talk about a little bit about the whole uh, bear canister gig. This is really important. This is from the IGBConline.org website. Okay? This is important information so you don't have a false sense of security with your bear canister that they're making you put in your backpack okay so um let me read that here okay i thought this was really i thought this was really interesting the products listed below on those that have been passed by the IGBC testing protocol that have been approved by the IGBC as bear resistant. Sounds like a rain jacket, doesn't it? Remember we talk about waterproof, water resistant, and nothing's really waterproof. They say it's bear resistant. This means these products meet IGBC bear resistant design and structural standards. Now, here's, here's the kicker, but this is not a guarantee that a grizzly bear cannot gain entry into these products, nor does the IGBC guarantee that small amounts of the contents of the containers <laughs> won't be able to leak or spill out. This official list of approved products will be updated as needed. So, you guys, that is from the people that are throwing the bear canisters in in the bear area. Probably watching them, betting on which bear is going to get into it, which bear is not going to get into it. And from the, they approved a bear canister and they're like, yeah, this this looks good. But we cannot guarantee at some point the bear will not get into it. And that's what I really want to talk to you about. Because the whole crux of the whole bear canister debate is this. Practice good bear safety. Okay? Do not live on a false sense of security while backpacking that the bear canister is going to prevent a bear from getting into your food, stealing your food, running away for from running away with your food. That is why you hang the bear canister. Now, let's kind of turn into the Eurosac because I know what people are saying out there. They're going to say, "Well, the Eurosac is so much lighter." And it is. I like the Eurosac. I'm a fan of the Eurosac because I'm going to hang my food properly anyway. And when I say practice good bear food safety, 
This is what I'm saying. Do not cook in bear country by your tent. When you are in bear country, you are going to, first of all, check the wind. Make sure you're not cooking into your camp area. Go about 200 feet away. Cook your dinner. Do not make, make sure that the wind is not blowing towards your camp. Make sure the wind is blowing away from your camp. 200 feet away, hang your food bag to, or your food, or your bear canister, 200 feet away from your camping area. If you practice that every time you go backpacking, is it a pain? Yeah, it is a pain. You know, absolutely. You know, especially if you're not in a great area or if you're in a campground. Yeah, it is a pain, but I'm telling you, if you don't want a bear visiting you and you're in bear country, and this is whole podcast is about, you know, bear, then then don't eat at your campground. I mean, bears will break into a car and get the food. I mean, God knows if they can break into your car and trash your car for food, what do you think they're going to do with your tent? I mean, if you're cooking in your tent and you're in bear country, you're you are silly. 200 feet away from your camp area. And if you practice good bear safety, that's why I like the Eurosac. So what is good about the Eurosac? Well, the Eurosac is absolutely, uh, I, I like the product. I think they've come a long way. I wouldn't probably endorse them uh, in the very beginning when they first started, but Eurosac has been bought recently. I think they are... Um, they are definitely putting out some new and approved product. Uh, and the one thing that I will say is that Grady Powell, uh, you may remember him. He was on dual survivor on discovery and he was also on ultimate Alaska survivor. He is now their brand manager and he is really making a difference over there. Because he knows. I mean, that, the man's got field experience up the wazoo. Um, anyone who can go camping on Kodiak Island in Alaska and survive grizzly bear country, um, yeah, he's going to he's gonna know. And he's going to know how the bears get into and how they react and what they're going to do. So he's a member of the Eurosac team. A Eurosac was uh, bought recently, I think about a year and a half ago. And um, phenomenal job. The one thing that... Eurosac did in the beginning they had two bags really they had a Eurosac minor they had now they've got the Eurosac almighty the smaller bags that Eurosac used to have where most of us bought that we thought were good for uh, bear resistant bags were in fact not good bear resistant bags they were good for mice in other animals that had smaller teeth because the mesh and the and they're made, some of them, some of the Eurosac is made out of uh, Kevlar, uh, bulletproof um, type fabric. And so they, the Eurosacs were made to, they were woven very small, so tiny teeth could not get into it. Of course, a bear could rip it apart. Um, the other Eurosac bag that was bear resistant was made differently. And although a bear might have had a problem getting it, mice and smaller animals could rip it apart. So they had a little bit of a difference in um, consistency with their 
their uh, food bags. But now um, the Your Sack Almighty is their newest one. They've made them all black. They've got reflective uh, cords on them um, and a reflective tag on the bag so you can you can see it with your headlamp and um, which is another thing. We always use reflective uh, paracord when we hang our uh hang our food bag so we can find it we've had a lot of stories about people hanging their food bags and then not finding them um or getting them lost so i use reflective cord absolutely but i, I like your sack they're much much lighter um there are um there are some instances where and according to the the certified products list your sack is approved and i believe they are approved for the new, for the new, uh, for the new one that they just put out the uh, the Yursac Almighty. I believe that one was actually approved by the um, the IGBC. So uh, they are approved. They've got a IGBC certification number. It's thirty seven thirty eight. They are on the products list. The issue with Eurosac is that although the IGBC has approved that bag, some national parks like um, Yosemite will not let you use that bag in the backcountry. And there's the dilemma. So um, although I would much rather carry the Eurosac bag, which is a lot lighter, um, I mean, some of these bear canisters weigh over two pounds. The year sack is about a pound and a half. And um, it, I think it, it just, I think it's, I think technology and your sack is committed to making a, uh, a bear resistant bag good enough that will um, be as good as the bear canister. So, I'm really pulling for those guys. I hope they get better and better and better. I think technology is going to bring them that way, but um, definitely big fan of the Eurosac. If if you hang the Eurosac bag properly, again, even the even the IGBC will says on their website there's no there's no magic pill out there, folks. You're going to have to practice good bear safety. You're just going to have to do it. Um, you know, when we go backpacking out specifically in the wilderness, I mean, I've got to tell you, I would rather f make my own campsite um, than go to a campsite that has been there for a long time or, you know, designate quote unquote designated because I know people have left food there. And so I'm more apt to go where, um, you know, nobody's been. And if a bear comes by and they're looking at, you know, my camp area and they're like, okay, well, you know, yeah, dude is practicing good, um, <laughs> bear safety. Uh, there's no food here. And I'm, you know, I mean, I've done everything right. I've done everything right. And so I'm probably going to be better off not having a bear encounter than going into a designated area where people have left food in the fire pit or burnt trash in the fire pit. And, you, and like the experience I had, that bear is going to dig in that fire pit to find anything he can for 
food. And that's just, that is just the reality of it. The bear canister gig is, um, it's in some wilderness areas. Also always check with your, your, uh, local wilderness area, your designated wilderness area to make sure that bear canisters are not, uh, recommended. I know that out here off the Blue Ridge Parkway, the Shining Rock Wilderness, they do um, mandate a bear canister because they've had bear problems. I believe that the um, Great Smoky Mountain National Park at some point in time, I believe they will go and mandate a bear canister because they have all kinds of problems with bear. And by the way, you know, when areas like the Smoky Mountains, for example, have bear issues and they have problem bear or the problem the bears have gotten a little bit too aggressive. You know, their last resort is to put down the bear. They do not want to do that in, in any way, shape or form. So they will relocate the bear. And there's an area in Tennessee that borders Tennessee, Georgia. Uh, it's called big frog wilderness where the smoky mountains have relocated bear in that area. Now, big frog isn't used much, it, but they've got some great hiking trails. We, we've we gone up there many times. Um, it, you know, so, you know, you never know where you're going to be. And you never know what national park or what agency, uh, Department of Natural Resources, you never know where they're relocating that bear. So it's always good to practice good bear safety by doing all the things Yes, it's a pain and it, it is a pain. I mean, I will say that, but in the long run, you're definitely going to be better off and you, you, you're not going to endanger the bear. You're not going to endanger the next person who's camping at your campsite and it's all going to be good. So the, the bear canister gig, let me give you some really good, uh, uh, bear canisters that I think that you should kind of take a look at. These are bear canisters that I I really like. I think one of the better bear canisters out there is the Bear Vault series. Uh, they've got the Bear Vault um, 500. It's about two pounds nine ounces. Again, it's you know it's a heavy beast um, and it's bulky. Um, it is IGBC approved, and so um, I believe I believe REI sells that one. Um, but it's the uh, the Bear Vault 500 series. Uh, they've got a couple of other ones. I think um, Lighter One makes one. It's uh, it's called the Big Daddy. Um, it's two pounds ten ounces, but at 650 cubic inches, so it's a little bit bigger than the 500. Um, it is IGBC approved. Uh, it's a good bear vault for the food. If you're going to go on a longer trip, you're going to need a bigger bear canister for sure. The other one that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I put this on the list, but I'm, I'm not all that sure. I'd probably bring the bear vault. 500 is the UDAP no fed bear, uh, UDAP. Uh, it's the UDAP no fed bear. The, that bear canister, I don't like the way it opens. Um, I've got one. 
um, you you need to have a nickel in your pocket at all times, <laughs> either a nickel or a quarter. If you lose that nickel or quarter, um, <laughs> you are not getting in your food. I can guarantee you're going to want a bear to get into your food uh, canister to get your food. But there's just no way you're getting into that. So that's one of the drawbacks and uh, also for the bear canister that, um, the, the way they open is you're going to, you have to have a nickel or a quarter or, um, you're going to have to have something that can open up those bear canisters. If you lose that, uh, device to open up your canister, um, you know, you're out, of, you're out of luck. And the other thing too, like I will say about the Eurosac again, um, and I read this, uh, on a website that, well, your sack isn't, you know, good because, you know, if a bear gets in, if a bear gets into your uh, sack or if he gets a hold of your year sack, he's going to pounce on it up and down. He's going to squash all your food and mash all your food. Yeah. But if you hang it properly, he's not going to get to your year sack bag. Okay. That's the whole point. You don't want them to get to the bear canister or the year sack bag. So, if you do it right, you don't have to worry about him jumping up and down on the Eurosec bag. And I doubt very much he's going to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes jumping up and down on the Eurosec bag at your camp. He's going to grab that thing. He's going to run like the wind and you'll never, you'll never see it. So you'll never know if he pounced up or down or on it. You'll, cause you'll never see that. You'll never see that bag. So, um, so yeah, the, those are probably the best. I mean, I'd probably, if I had my druthers, I'd probably look at the Bear Vault series. The Bear Vault 500, I think, is probably one of the better ones. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you have it. I mean, I'd love to hear your response on the bear canister thing. I don't like them. I, I, I wish that we could do a better job at, um, you know, hanging our food properly and not burning trash in the fire pits. And not leaving any kind of food around um, in in bear country. I, I wish we could do a better job at that. Um, and uh, you know, again, bears are opportunists. They 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 do not know that you are on a backpacking trip or camping trip or car camping trip. They they just smell food, want food, eat food, and that's about all they know. And so they're tricky. They're smart. They will wait you out. They um, they can climb trees. So, um, you know, learn how to hang your bear canister. Learn how to hang your food bag properly. It does take time. It takes patience. And, uh, you know, all you're doing is doing your best. Are you going to be 100% successful all the time? No, you probably won't. You probably get mice in it sometimes. Maybe you get a raccoon in it. You've had experiences with a bear coming in your camp and, uh, you know, challenging you for the food. Uh, that's happened. Um, but if you don't have your food by your campsite, if you don't have anything around like toothpaste or anything smelly, they're not going to come into your campsite and you're going to be better off at it. Um, I would rather, um, you know, lose uh, a food bag or lose a bear canister and have the bear not come in to the camp area 
So you're just doing your best. Um, and we're trying to protect the bears out there because a fed bear is a dead bear. And I know that sounds, you know, we, I know that sounds corny, but that's really the truth. And uh, we've seen it and we've heard about it way too often in Northern Georgia and the, uh, in the great smoky mountains. And, uh, it's a shame. Uh, I think we can do better. So look up your sack, uh, like them, uh, you know, let's all get rid of the bear canister and start doing things, uh, you know, better. And I, I think we will have a much better backpacking experience. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate the time I get to spend with you guys. I really appreciate it. Ariane will be back next week. We are going to the backcountry uh, this weekend. Uh, we're going to be in northern Georgia. We're taking a couple people out backpacking boot camp and, of course, going over the whole how to hang a bear bag. So we're really looking forward to the time away. We've been super busy with uh, things that are going on in our uh, personal life. Um, so we cannot wait to be out and hit, hitting the trail. So really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, please post a comment on iTunes. That really helps us spread the word um, on our podcast uh, with iTunes. We really super appreciate it. Um, so you can take the time to post a comment. Would love it. Uh, shout outs to our, all of our Facebook members. We love you guys. We love the photographs that you post. So please keep up the work. And uh, of course, our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, and Nick. We really appreciate all the support that you guys give us. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, on Radio Public, available both on iOS and Android. You can follow Trusted Trail on Instagram and you can go over to our Trusted Trail Facebook page. Remember, we've got the IROL event that we just posted. That's gonna that's on our TrustedTrailPodcast.com website. We are going to be in Asheville in a couple weekends. So come on out and have a beer at the Wicked Weed Brewery. And then come out and camp with us in the Pisgah National Forest. We're going to be out there having a good time. And uh, yeah. We will uh, we'll see. Remember, if you guys do things right and practice good bear safety and and and, and you know, keep in mind when you're out there for your next fellow hiker, for the person that's coming in after you um, and, and do do your due diligence so they have a good experience. Also, the trail does give you everything that you need. So you guys remember, trust the trail. We'll see you guys.